everyone, you're listening to episode 214 of the Stuttering School Podcast, coming to you from me, see. <laughs> there we go. The Notre Dame de, de Quebec Basilica here in Quebec City, where I'm recording on this evening of Thursday. October the 12th, 2017. Thought I'd uh, record to give you the signs of Quebec City. The old part of Quebec City, specifically. <laughs> That's where I am. It's 6 o'clock p.m. So I'm assuming that's what these bells are for. Because according to the front of the church, Mass is only on Sundays. here in Quebec City for vacation and also uh, um, tomorrow I'll be joining my friend Jean-Francois and his wife to go to Montreal to attend the L'Association de Bec du Canada stuttering one day stuttering conference which they call La Journée de la Contre one day meetup that's the literal translation so I thought I'd come here to Quebec City, pretty much the birthplace of Can- Canada. And as you've probably noticed, I spoke French. We have a French, uh, French is our second language, official language. You have two official languages, English and French. Long story short, Jacques Cartier, or the Samuel Champlain, I forget who it was. Brother sailed from France way back in the 1500s, landed here, and uh, rest is history. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of missing a few other steps, but <laughs> um, and because everything was built back then, uh, you know, they built up La Vie de Quebec. So everything looks like Europe here. In fact, Quebec City is called, is often referred to as the Paris of North America. And it is beautiful. Lots of nature around. Lots of um, restaurants. Horses, horseback carriages for the tourists to ride. A lot of really old buildings. History here, including or de- the, pla- the plans were de- of uh, the, <laughs> the plans of D-Day were uh, put together. A lot of military history, a lot of military monuments and barracks and citadels. If you ever have a chance to come to Quebec City, do not hesitate. Lots of maple syrup, lots of Aboriginal art, lots of tour buses. <laughs> so, and lots of hills, so be prepared to walk and climb. It's a great leg workout. For someone who hasn't been to the gym in about two months, because I hurt my arm pretty badly, and I'm doing physio right now. 
it's a treat for me to work my legs. Lots of staircases going because it's lots of it's it's I, I mean I don't want to say it's mountainous but lots of we're talking 400 stairs <laughs> and there's lots of people running it up and down up and down up and down for for a workout lots of bus buxers buskers street performers like this one coming up oops sorry to record an episode while I walk around. Um, uh, when you look at pictures of Quebec City, chances are you'll see pictures of this really big hotel. It's the Chateau Frontenac. I'm right in front of it on the Terrasse de Ferrin. I'm not sure if that's the proper pronunciation. But just to give you an idea, this is where I'm walking. And I must have walked here 800 times. <laughs> I love it here. Actually, you know what? I should go where all the tourists are. You really hear a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's a place um, uh, just, I guess, south below. So, in other words, stairs. Here. <laughs> um, Le, uh, La Rue Petit Champlain. Ton of um, restaurants, artisan shops, buildings from the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s. More restaurants, more tourists, more street performers. <laughs> Lots of selfies. People taking selfies. You'll find a lot of uh, unique art pieces handmade from artists from Quebec which is where the province the name of the province that Quebec City is located in and Montreal too so I've been really trying to soak up the Quebecois culture but it's been hard because I'm in the touristy section and really I've been soaking up the American culture <laughs> The British culture and, the, and what I'm assuming is Chinese. I don't know if it's Cantonese or Mandarin. Those are the three um, uh, group, the ethnic groups of tourists. The majority. <laughs> They're really cool. I was able to um, finally, after all these years, buy my, my very own Inuit art sculpture. I always love them. They're beautiful, hand carved by our Inuit in the north. So, really excited about that. And, oh, I'm about to miss the stairs to go down to Petit Champlain or Champlain. I've been trying to refresh my French memory. Very bad, very bad, very bad. I need a lot more time. 
because I want to speak French with my friends. And I did have a chance to yesterday. I went up with my friend Jean-Francois and his wife. We went for dinner. And I really tried hard. God bless my heart. I really tried my best <laughs> to speak French. But it's kind of like, stut like stuttering. You know, I'm really self-conscious of how long it takes me to say something in French. Not because of stuttering. It's because I'm trying to think of the word. The words to say. And also at the same time, I'm thinking about the proper pronunciation. Um, so, it's, so it's interesting. You know, here I am with a podcast for 10 years saying, you know, it, stuttering, nothing wrong with stuttering. It just takes us an extra time. It just, just please give us the time we need <laughs> to say what we need to say. And here I am being all flustered about taking me three seconds to say something some comment about that an interesting note um, I'm stuttering I have a new stuttering style now ever since I came here I've been blocking on the word merci which is French thank you now I didn't stutter it now but I would block I would like or prolong the M sound and the C, I will block on. I'll be like, merci. I keep trying to speak French in stores, so when I'm trying to talk to them, my stuttering totally skyrockets. So it's so it's interesting. I'm just uh, walking down the stairs now, and I'm on Rue Petit Champlain. And while I walk around, hopefully you'll hear the ambiance. Um, doesn't seem to be any street performers. The Google, a quick Google search will bring up pictures of this area. And I love it. So much that I think I pretty much moved in here. <laughs> it's the month of October and, um, which means the International Stuttering Awareness Day online conference is on. And for those who may not know, it's a website where uh, people, people who stutter, have submitted articles on a certain theme related to stuttering. And you have all month until the end, until the 22nd, October 22nd, which is International Stuttering Awareness Day. Um, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Valentine's <laughs> Day. Oh, right, yeah, you can leave comments. So that's the conference part of it. I submitted a comic, a Frankie Binky comic, of I think it's eight different vignettes, different scenes, typical stuttering scenes. Like Frankie Binky in the job interview worrying that he's not going to get the job because a guy might think that his stuttering is a reflection of what his... Um, his uh, work, his job performance will be. Another one is um, Frankie Pinky going through the security at airport and he's being looked at by security suspiciously. That I took from what actually really happened to someone who stuttered, Kyla Simmons, two years ago. Which 
uh, she had recently posted online um, that she heard back, finally heard back after two years of complaining to the Homeland Security that, uh, yeah, they're going to start doing, uh, they're going to start training their employees about stuttering. So it pays persistence and um, and speak up, right? So Kyla, if you're listening, good on you. Great job. And thank you. Um, and I've noticed the comments that have been coming in to my art, to my my submission and other people's articles that I've read. Uh, the majority seems to be from speech pathology students which I think is really cool. Very, very cool. And very beautiful. We are teaching the future speech therapists. This is how stuttering is like. And those were the kind of questions that were coming in. Questions such as, um, you know, how do you, you know, is there any advice I can give on how to encourage you know, a client who stutters that you know, there is hope you know, when they don't have any hope. Like they feel that there's no hope for them or they're not, or they're, or they're too afraid to step out of their comfort zone. Um, you know, what can you do to encourage um, Yeah, pretty much that. <laughs> but different variations. Of and we're back. I had a phone call come in. My bad for using my phone to record. <laughs> and I don't even remember what I was talking about. I know it had something to do with the questions that were coming in. But... Um, They were great questions. Just take my word for it. <laughs> so if you, um, oh, here another another. Uh, you know the um, of the bunch of articles I've read. I haven't I haven't had a chance to read them all because I've been busy touring <laughs> Quebec City, climbing stairs, doing leg workouts. Um, the majority, um, they're all saying the same thing because the theme this year is. Sorry, I'm getting distracted again. The theme is a world that understands stuttering. And my submission and, and others have been saying, you know, it's up to us, people who stutter, right, to spread the awareness. Because we're the ones that know, right, what it's like to stutter. No one else is really going to do it for us. Number one, they don't even know what it's like. They don't, you know, they have their own problems to deal with. And they have their own causes. And there are thousands of causes out, out there that even we don't even know what it's like. So, 
speak up, spread awareness, just, just like Kyle I did. And many more. So next year, I hope that you can also submit something whenever the theme is written up or announced. It'll be great. And plus, it gives you a chance to express yourself. I'll have links to, to the sh in the show notes, linking to the online conference. And yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm done recording right now. I gave you somewhat the sounds of Quebec City. Yeah, people cough here too. I uh, don't recall if I had mentioned this. I'll be joining my friend Jean-Francois and his wife tomorrow to go to Montreal, two hours east of Quebec City here. And you know, maybe I'll be able to do some recording. Don't know. Could be fun. We're planning to stop in a city halfway called Trois-Rivières, which means three rivers. Quebec is, a, is an Aboriginal word meaning something along the lines of where the river narrows. So it's actually built on the shores of the St. Lawrence River, the beautiful St. Lawrence River. Lots of ice cream shops here and lots of tourist souvenir shops. Well, till then, a bientôt. Oh, I forgot to mention, I went to see the Tintin exhibit in the Museum of Civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me talk about that for two or three minutes. Basically, um, original sketchings that Hergé, the creator of Tintin, huge in the Francophone world. Um, monthly comic, I think it was, back in the 20th century great 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 comic slash graphic novel um, he has the same work ethic that I wish I had or that I used to have I don't know something happened when I grew old older he he would draw and redraw and redraw and redraw a scene till it was perfect and then he would actually like tear holes into the paper because he kept erasing and all that very well done got to learn about his early days as a child how he started drawing and his approach to things very well done and uh, yeah it gave me a nice encouragement with my comics which I've been put on hold again because of my arm and my arms are going <laughs> I can't look at the paper too close anymore as I used to, and I don't want to get glasses just yet. <laughs> Here's another street performer. That's a harpist.
This month, I'm also doing something called Inktober, which is um, something fun on the internet. I don't even know how to call it. Every October, you draw in ink a drawing a day, and you post it Twitter, Instagram, wherever, and you tag it at Inktober and Inktober 2017. So I thought, hey, I'd do that. Featuring Frankie Banky. So a bunch of, a mix of stuttering awareness and stuttering encouragement drawings. And now, you can draw whatever you like, but there are official drawing prompts, so I've been using those. And what a challenge it has been to come up with stuttering related <laughs> scenarios. for words such as um, running and uh, what was another one? Oh, underwater. So it's been a very um, good exercise in thinking differently than I used to or than I'm used to when it comes to coming up with ideas. So if I do say so myself, I had some pretty clever outcomes. And so far from the contents of the comments, yeah, I'm spot on. Okay, I'm just in a souvenir shop. Now I'm walking out of the souvenir shop because I need to get some supper. Okay, now I'm going to go. <laughs> A bientôt. It is Saturday, October the 14th, so I'm in Montreal. It's, uh, I guess, near the end of the conference, so I didn't do any recording before the conference. But here I am with one of the presenters, uh, Robert Conferencier. Nope, that's not his last name. It's Van... Forgot your last name. I mean, it's kind of difficult to pronounce, I know, because it's a Dutch name. It's really difficult to pronounce. So are you originally from Holland or the Netherlands? Yes, I'm originally from the Netherlands, in Eindhoven, in the south of the Netherlands. So, and now you're doing your PhD in McGill, in, in right here in Montreal. Yes, that's correct. And it was very interesting, something about music and stuttering. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's actually one of the projects that I'm uh, being involved in. That is one of the questions that I find very interesting in is that, uh, and I also focused on that in my talk, was that uh, why, for example, if people who stutter start singing, why are they instantly fluent? So actually that is one of the questions that I find very interesting. So the variability of the stuttering. And so we are now doing, uh, preparing some experiments where we are trying to uh, answer those questions. So for example, in one of the experiments, um, people who stutter and controls, they will uh, sit in a room and they will, we will be doing an EEG experiment. So we will be looking at what is happening in the brain while they are speaking and while they are singing for example and we try to look at the differences and especially what happens before they start speaking or before they start singing because that is I think one of the interesting aspects of stuttering is that um, most of the people who stutter they can 
anticipate their children so they can already know before uh, or feel before uh, they start speaking if they are gonna stutter or not so we want to see actually what is that and what is that in the brain oh wow sounds very interesting so I guess it's ongoing research there's no conclusive <laughs> conclusion yet no so actually uh, about this particular experiment we yet have to start so we will start very soon in like a week or two or something <laughs> then we will start yeah, yeah it was in French <laughs> yeah, yeah. no 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 I mean we did like um, another study uh, which I presented also today um, right, right. and actually that was with where um, we taught people who stutter actually to play a simple melody on the piano That's right. and they um, and they had to be consistent with a metronome and we look actually um, in different kind of conditions so one condition was playing with sound so they can hear themselves normally and another condition was playing without sound and that's interesting because we know that with speech when they cannot hear themselves the stutterers right. uh, they start also to speak more fluently and what was interesting that in our study we saw the same principle so when they start to um, play without hearing themselves they are much better and they are much more accurate so that was fun sorry to interrupt is that the same as in concerts when singers they have um, ear um, I guess earpieces headphones in their ears to hear themselves sing otherwise they won't hear the instruments so is it the same kind of thing or is that totally different <laughs> so, so actually what we did was um, we muted the sound so uh, so uh, so so actually there was like no sound so because oh, like, so it's like you're playing. wearing earplugs then. yes yes yeah, wow. yeah so actually yeah yeah oh wow so, so very very interesting really yeah very very cool thanks thanks thank you very much and I am with another presenter, this time from the States. Uh, I think to everyone's surprise that <laughs> the uh, NSA famous, <laughs> like, I'm not sure how famous you are around the world, but something tells me you're probably a pretty big deal in the uh, SOP world. Vivian Siskin uh, is here, and I don't have your titles. Uh, there we go. <laughs> now, now uh, you are the, I guess you're the one, you're the go-to person for avoidance reduction therapy. Um, and mm, looks like you want to interject here. <laughs> no, I'd like to. Well, yeah, I guess I'm the go-to person. I'm trying to have other people least, be the go-to person. Or at least you're the only one that I've ever heard talk about avoidance yeah, reduction therapy. Yeah, because the person yeah. who really did most of the work in that area is Joseph Sheehan, ah, and okay. I was his student, so ah, okay. I do carry on Hence his work your quite first a bit. slide, yeah, which yeah. was in French <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to make to the talk. connections going. Okay, it's nice. great to talk in English, um, but one yeah. of the things that you wanted me to talk about was this notion of shame yeah. and particularly shame busting yeah. and we, uh, we have that kind of fun fun idea about it rather than um, suppressing shame or, or uh, trying to avoid shame or pretending that if you do stutter in front of people you won't feel shame to actually confront it invite it bring it on and experience the shame and the idea is that if your intent is to feel shame you don't experience shame the same way you do when you're trying not to experience shame. It's the same thing as embarrassing. If you're walking down the hallway and you slip and fall, 
and you catch yourself, you're kind of embarrassed, <laughs> and you go, whoops, oh, I'm so Did I still look cool while I did that? <laughs> but if you wa tell people, watch, I'm going to slide down the hallway, you don't feel any embarrassment because you plan to do it, and it was your intent. So if you make an assignment to feel shame, to invite shame, to um, bust shame, as we say, then the actual experience of shame is not one of feeling bad, it's one of feeling proud that I actually stuttered. I would, I, I, I'm, it's sort of, the, uh, I don't like to use the word in control, but internal locus of control, where self-advocacy, self-efficacy, you're the one who's actually going out and causing yourself to feel some shame with the idea that feeling that shame is a good thing not a bad thing right is that more of a, or is that part of building up the tolerance the yes. desensitization getting out of your comfort zone and yeah. You know, yeah and I would say that it's a step further than tolerance we might start out hating it and saying just tolerate it mm. um, later on there's this feeling after you tolerate it that you actually feel okay with it and we invite people to seek it out to find opportunities to feel shame to to not be afraid of feeling any feeling because it's when you don't want to feel the feeling yeah is part of this whole suppression problem of stuttering suppressing feelings suppressing thoughts suppressing actual stuttering behavior suppressing your identity as a person who stutters yeah so the idea of inviting the identity of a person who stutters to be present inviting shame Inviting the thoughts that somebody might think you're stupid. Invite that thought. Oh, wow. And actually allow it to be there. Is that part of um, ACT, that acronym, it's something, something therapy? Acceptance and That's commitment the therapy. There's a That's lot the in common. I draw yeah. a lot from ACT. I do. Mm. Yeah. And it's this notion of acceptance and not just tolerating it. Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned you were a student of Joseph Sheehan. Uh, can you tell me what he's what he was l l like? And the reason that I ask is because he's one of those names that you always see mentioned on stirring blogs, websites. He's the one that created the iceberg. So I feel like I owe a lot to him because I keep mentioning the iceberg on my show, yeah. and I keep oh yeah, this guy named some guy. So yeah. Yeah, actually, um, yeah. so he had an incredible sense of humor. He was a very charming man. He liked to tell a lot of stuttering jokes, believe it or not. He did. He, at every staff meeting, he would tell a stuttering joke. <laughs> um, liked women a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, well, Sandal. do tell. <laughs> um, and um, he was um, uh, very kind. He, was, he, he really enjoyed working with people who stutter, even though he wasn't a speech pathologist, he was a psychologist. He had a clinic at UCLA, which was called the Speech Psychology Clinic, is where I got involved. And um, uh, had, he was the one who started using all these really vivid analogies to describe the, 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 the experience of stuttering, and that's how I fell in love with the field. His analogies were the ones that were doing even the walking museum analogy. You're a walking museum of all the things that you've tried to hide your stuttering. That's his. Yeah. Um, and so he had a way of, um, of, of visually, uh, of verbally drawing these pictures of what the whole idea of what the whole paradox of stuttering.
And as an undergraduate student, I found it incredibly interesting oh, and wow. fascinating. So it really had a huge impact on, on your life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. He's the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. He's yeah. the reason why you are here right now in my to Montreal. Look at that. I'm here right now because if you were around to say it. No, I worked with him. It was back in. I worked with him from 1974 to his death in 1983. Um, and... Um, it was a very, very important 10 years of my life to work oh, wow. with him. And I met my husband at that time, um, wow. this person who stutters, he was at the clinic there, and um, many other great people who were involved at, in his clinic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thanks for, share, for sharing. <laughs> It is Sunday, October the last track, <laughs> the 15th. It is 11 o'clock in the morning and you're probably hearing wind. So let me see if this helps. If not, I'm sorry. Um, end of my vacation. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, however, not taking my train just yet. Ooh, here comes wind. That's at 3.45 and thought I'd walk, take a walk. You probably heard or hearing the leaves under my feet. So yeah, there's orange and yellow leaves on the ground. I'm in the middle of a field, uh, a forest, a forest, a park, a park, yeah. Here, let's see if there is a sign here that says the name of the park that I thought that I'd spend some time walking because it's nice. Parc Maisonneuve. Very nice. Uh, just across the street from my hotel, I checked out and I checked in my baggage so I can leave it behind uh, while I go for a walk. As you could tell, it's, it's, it's quiet. I was, I was about to say relatively quiet because uh, you can still hear the traffic, of course, and there's some background noise like I guess a fan or something in any case uh, it is rainy um, overcast so I'm just describing to you the scene here so lots of green trees for October 15th very very strange it's a bit unnerving considering climate change but uh, every so often actually there's a good mix of trees that are colorful with the autumn colors of reddish gold orange yellow the grass is still green there are people jogging by me uh, passing by very nice houses uh, on the other side of the street that you could hear the cars um, passing by so I'm just reflecting on what a great vacation this was Oh my gosh, today was the only overcast day for October 15th and it's beautiful. Like it's like I'm only wearing a polo shirt and um, a fuzzy spring jacket. <laughs> uh, a knitted spring jacket, I guess it's some imitation wool or something. Uh, I have nothing to complain about at all. I had clear skies every day in Quebec City and in Montreal. Even though you're probably hearing the wind noise, um, it's not that windy. Although I should protect my phone so no drops from the leaves 
in the trees. Fall into my phone and fry it. <laughs> then I have no episode. Although I should have uploaded my recordings. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I had clear skies. Lots of sun shining. In fact, I got a sunburn on my face. A <laughs> slight sunburn. Um, and I did everything that I was able to do that I wanted to do on this trip uh, with the exception of one thing uh, which was check out the Serac area of Quebec City um, which is uh, as it's described like the hipster area but I don't like that term because uh, it's kind of a derogatory term I guess like in my own opinion um, you know, it's more of like an upcoming um, or already uh, already established area. But in any case, it's supposed to be nice, full of, you know, shops and such. And um, nice area to walk around in. However, I did all that and more. And here comes the rain. Let me open my umbrella. Protect my phone. Protect the phone. <laughs> I just got this phone. I don't want to get a new one. There, see, you can probably hear the raindrops. <laughs> I even got to, I was even able to work out. I mean, it was just stairs, but still, nice fitness I could do. Because I did plan before hurting my arm. Well, I'm going to be in Quebec City all, all by myself. I might as well take advantage and go to the gym because I'll be alone. Me, whatever. I'm more of the adventure type. I'm willing to walk around the city than walk into a gym right although if it was raining all the time well i would have walked into a museum so now is my plan plan b so i got to do both work out and check out nature and check out quebec city <laughs> and the reason why i'm telling you all this is because i'm trying to focus on the positives trying to focus on gratitude what i have um so that on to you yeah stuttering sucks but there's so much others other things that can happen like walking in Montreal in the rain <laughs> going on vacation hanging out with your friends you know really I really did feel accepted and you know welcome to the community the francophone Staring community, the ABC staring community, and all that. So it was really, really nice. Um, it was a great conference, uh, one-day conference. So I'll give you a summary. We're all in one room. Uh, we had, I think, it was five uh, workshops or sessions where we heard about research, as you've already heard. Um, we heard from my friend Miriam, who talked about the social implications of stuttering, how she went from, if I understood her presentation correctly, uh, I guess covert to overt, and how she became like, um, like involved in committees and, and such, even outside of stuttering. So that was very nice to hear, to see. And to learn about my friend Miriam, did, did, did know she 
did all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, stuttering sucks, but look at all the great experiences that she gained from all that. So, gratitude. Gratitude is a good thing. Um, I missed my vacation, my original vacation plans of going to Norway for the Nordic Stuttering Seminar that I whined about all year, <laughs> the last two episodes. Um, and I wanted to go visit my family in Italy, but because of work, um, obligations, I wasn't able to. Which is what made me go, hmm, maybe I'll come here. You know, I can come check out the ABC conference and practice my French as well so I can speak French with my friends. Okay, the speaking French with my friends started to happen yesterday evening. <laughs> um, I'd, uh, I had gone, so after everybody went home, it was about, I don't know, what, 8, 8.30? Or 9, 9.30? I don't even recall. Um, and I needed to give a bottle of wine to my friends. So I said, oh, here, I'll drop off at your hotel room. And then me and me, him, and his wife, we were just ch we were just chatting, and we were watching the hockey game, Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Montreal Canadiens, which to me is the only hockey game to watch, never Montreal versus Toronto. And this comes from, and I will get back to stuttering. <laughs> I just want to share this part. Um, this comes from a book that I've always enjoyed called The Hockey Sweater from Rob Caddy. Last name is it's it's a truant's book, but anybody of any age can relate. I'm gonna turn right around because the path ends. Um, long story short, it's all about it took place in the 1940s in Montreal. And long story short, a kid ends up receiving a Montreal, I mean, I mean, sorry, a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey instead of his favorite team, the Montreal Canadiens jersey, and the favorite team of all his friends. So this is a schoolboy, a uh, school-age boy, I guess 10 years old, or maybe even younger. So all the trouble that ensues, because he got the, the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. <laughs> so ever since then, I just feel Canadian when I see, I mean, I'm not a hockey fan I don't watch hockey I like playing hockey playing hockey is fun I rarely 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 play it but it is fun to play watching like the NHL watching it yeah I was I never got into it I don't even know how to watch it so I'm more of hey if I watch hockey it's more fun if it's Montreal versus Toronto just because it makes brings me back to that book I know it's silly I know it's stupid <laughs> well no 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 not stupid, but it's very <laughs> different from why would some? It's not like I'll pay a hundred, you know, dollars for a hockey ticket just to, you know. But in any case, that's neither here nor there. So back to stuttering. Um, so we, so there was an open mic at the end of the conference, and a lot of interesting conversation that came out of it. Um, that really made me think. One person got up, he mentioned um, 
either he is or he used to be he used to work as a customs agent in the airports I believe and he was saying you know it's said that one percent of the population stutters well if it does where are they <laughs> you know in a city like Montreal um, I think it's two million people right do the simple math that I can't do and how come you know where are they they're not all packed in this room so um, which which did pique my interest because it's kind of like even with the CSA you know I'm uh, involved with the CSA I'm not on the board I'm an advisory member for the board even my work with stuttering is cool and stutter social um, yeah like how do we do out to reach how do I get my book to other people who stutter my biggest customer my biggest customers are SOP students which I think is fantastic I think it's excellent it's awesome I'm helping future SOPs that's awesome but curiously I'm not reaching stutterers <laughs> which I find funny but also a lesson in marketing <laughs> how not to market your book no well I am doing the right thing marketing my book to SLP students but it's not something that I'm doing actively um, it's awesome awesome to hear from SLP students I've mentioned also on the online conference too that uh, we're helping them especially when I guess I guess this ushers in a new era where yeah the potential that SLPs will get stuttering they will understand that it's not all about mechanics another uh, discussion that came out of the open mic was someone had mentioned that she's in training for work uh, in school but for work to become uh, I forget what it was um, but working in I guess the health field or education field something like that and working with children and she was actually talked to set aside by her instructor saying you know your stuttering is a problem yeah then I heard that another friend of mine experienced something similar she was told by instructor if you want to do this career you're gonna to have to do something about your fluency maybe go to a speech therapist see it's things like that that make me realize how much I suck at marketing my book and I don't mean that in a crass way I mean that in a I really want to reach other stutter other people who stutter see I can't say stutterer now <laughs> I feel I feel wrong but it's it's all good um, let me just uh, pass by no I want I really want to help oh here's a dog just out of nowhere hello he's a bulldog Black and white bulldog sniffing at something in the air. Very well behaved, didn't run up to me or anything. 
I really, really want to help my fellow stutterers. <laughs> but when it comes to things like this, you know, um, all over the stuttering community, it's, you know, you stand up, yes, you do stand up for yourself and you say, you know, stuttering isn't going to be an issue in my job. But how do we know that? How can we predict the future for that particular person in that particular job place, in that particular, you know? Then it raises that question, well, is stuttering something to fix? Which a friend of mine asked, asked me this week. She was like, you know, I wonder if I'm doing myself a disservice or if it's wrong that I'm not doing anything for my 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 fluency is that wrong and it really made me think and say well if you want fluency <laughs> you know go f- go for it no one no one has a right to tell you, you know, what you should or you shouldn't do you, you, you gotta think it through It's very romantic to think I can just stutter openly, and I'm guilty of of that. And on the other hand, the world needs more awareness, because stuttering isn't the issue. If you think about it, even if you are the most um, disfluent person who stutters a lot, we're talking very long prolongations, very long blocks, a lot of repetitions, you still have a brain, you still have intelligence, look at Stephen Hawking, he can't talk, he can't move, yet, right, dot, 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 so, why is stuttering still the disability that people can push around? The world needs more awareness. The issue isn't stuttering. The issue is there's a mismatch in human behavior, I think it is. I went to an ex- a web accessibility conference. Web accessibility, for those who may not know, is all about making a website accessible for people blind who have various disabilities or even for senior citizens maybe they can't use a mouse as accurately um no maybe you broke your both of your arms (laughs) and now you can't use the computer right so there's a way to make a website work for no matter what disability that you have and someone and there was a presentation where someone said you know that very thing that disability isn't the issue <laughs> it's mismatched human interaction that's it mismatched all that student needs to do is have extra time to speak that's it you know we were chatting about this last night during the hockey game me and my friends and my friend did say yeah you know, the subtitle of my book speaks volumes. You know, a guide to stuttering in a fast-talking world. 
It's all about speed. It's all about hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Which is unfortunate. Because somebody, so that student, is absolutely crushed that she can't fulfill her life's dream or she's being stopped or she's being told you can't do there's no way you can do this see I think when that happens at the very least the university should give all the tuition money back to be honest and it happened to a friend of mine she really wanted to do a certain job, a certain career, and just because she takes a little teensy-weensy extra bit of time. On the other hand, doesn't mean we all get the job that we want. But on the other hand, doesn't mean we can't persevere and be creative and network and to get the job that we want to get. So I guess this is me thinking out loud about this. There never is a total dead end until you stop fighting. So does my friend have to spend the money to get speech therapy in order to get a job? If she wants it bad enough, I guess. If she likes the way she is, just the way she is, why does she need, you know, there's so, this conversation can go on and on. And she's not even here with me to talk about it. <laughs> so I'll just end it there. It's just something, something to think about. Something I always keep in mind. Every time I record this podcast. That the stuttering experience is is ultimately different for everybody no matter what the volume or frequency of stuttering is it is monday october the 16th and i'm back home in toronto and i'm putting this episode together and i realized i forgot to record an outro so here's the outro uh, thank you for listening to this 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 very long epi- epi- episode, and I hope you enjoyed it and got some uh, fodder. And I'd like to hear from you, especially the part about what to do when it comes to something like an instructor telling you mm, that stuttering is an issue. Um, you know, I'd like to explore that some more, perhaps in a f- in a future episode, because I'm hearing a lot of that more and more from you know university graduates even postgraduates running into something like that where they have to fight for it they get the media involved or they bring it to a higher a person in a higher position and all that so uh yeah would love to hear what your thoughts are on that and anything else that i've discussed here on this episode and i'll play it on a future episode not the next one because the next one I'll be doing this all over again for the CSA conference that will be taking place on October the 28th. 
and that should be fun as well. I know it will be because all of my friends will be there and CSA conference, just like the ABC is always fun too. And I'll have some of my my ABC friends there as as well. So it'll be a nice reunion. <laughs> reunion. Um, memories and what it's what it used to be. Did I mention coolstutter at gmail.com to send the audio, your audio comments? <laughs> You can use your voice memo app um, or record through your computer and just send it to me. Maybe we'll say, what, three, four minutes, but don't worry about any time constraints because we stutter, right? <laughs> we don't like time time constraints. Uh, we shudder through them. Uh, well, until then, may your stuttering always be with confidence and get out there and experience stuff, like go on trips and stuff and climb stairs. <laughs> Bye-bye. Or ciao, that's what I always sign off with.